0: Here we go! Here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Raider. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. <laughs>
1: what's good raider nation welcome back to the silver and black hack podcast i am your host raider heart and this is the uh this is a special edition of ask raspy guys this is we kind of turned it into its own segment we started a week ago and got pretty good metrics uh kind of turning this into its own standalone segment so we're going to continue to roll with it and of course a segment called ask raspy that means that we do, in fact, have Raspy Raider back with us once again, of course. Uh, raspy, you ready to, to answer some some pretty tough questions? Part
0: of me wants to get real raspy and nasty for these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, yeah, I'm ready, doggy. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, that's – well, these are some pretty raspy, nasty questions. I mean, we'll start right off of here with, I guess, when you have a name like Grim Wilkins – on Twitter, you know that <laughs> you know Grim is going to bring it, and you know, Grim is a little snarky with me today. Takes a little shot at your boy, Raider Hart here, which is all good, but Grim Wilkins from Twitter wants to know, since we all know that Raider Hart will keep making excuses for number four, I'm assuming number four is Derek Carr, Grim wants to know, Raspy, do you trust Josh McDaniels and his coaching staff to develop a young rookie quarterback. Grim, come on, man. I mean, you know that I... I, I look, I've supported Derek Carr through through his career, but the last couple of weeks, Grim, you got to give me a little bit of credit, man. I, I've been able to see the writing on the wall like a lot of you have. Sure, I've been more on the Derek Carr side than Raspi has, but... Man, come on. Now, Raspy, what do you think, man? Do do you do you trust Josh McDaniels and and I guess he's assume he's talking guys like Vic Lombardi or Mick Lombardi? Sorry, Mick Lombardi. To develop a rookie quarterback if they do decide to move on from carr and, and obviously go with the, the draft to, to replace him. Do you trust Josh McDaniels?
0: Grim nasty taking shots, man. <laughs> I gotta respect it, man. I I get it, but bear with heart, cause he he has, man. He's he he sees a lot of this. This guy is the analytic genius, man. Believe me, he's weighing it on every side all the time. But uh, Graham, I mean, I I do, man. I mean, we we've got to try to stick with this. I mean, we cannot just keep bailing, you know, on on coaches, you know. Mark has shown that, hey, man, I'm going to do something different than my dad. I'm going to bring in a GM, and I'm going to let him do his thing. But you got to give the guy more than a year to do his thing. I get it. Everybody, we live in this, you know, just state of instant gratification. Yeah, do we want it to happen now? Hell yeah, we do. But is it going to happen now for everybody? No, it's not. So you got to be realistic when it comes to that point. One thing I am is I am a realist. You've got to give this guy some time to try to figure out what in the hell we're doing with this franchise. And maybe they needed to see, hey, we gave Carr everything we could. Didn't work out. You know, it looks from this point that we're going to end up there pretty high in the draft with an opportunity to take a good young quarterback. So. I mean, you you saw what Mac Jones did his rookie his rookie year, and he wasn't anything like this squad of young quarterbacks that are going to be coming into this twenty twenty three draft. I mean, you know he's he's not that running quarterback. Not saying that that's what we necessarily need, but this this draft is ooh these next this next draft and maybe even the following draft are going to be. Like something maybe you've never seen. You're going to see a lot of young, real, real serious quarterbacks coming into this league. So do I trust that McDaniels can develop a young quarterback? I do. I do. Because I also feel like maybe some of the stuff with Carr was kind of already, you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. We're kind of learning that a little bit. There is something to be said about that. When a guy's been in the league for a minute, you can mold these young guys. And you can start from a guy with a really high ceiling and try to move that thing forward. So if there's one guy that I feel like I do trust, I know this might sound crazy to some, but I trust McDaniels to do that. I mean, we're going to see, ultimately, man, it all comes down to the proverbial fact that we have no choice. He's going to be here. So we have to trust in him. There's a time where you just have to say, hey, man, we got to trust in the man that's here. And it's been different than anything we've seen for the last 20-plus years, 30, 40 years, really, with, you know, Big Al. So, hey, man, we got no choice but to trust it. So I do, though, to answer your question there, Graham. Love the question. Don't like you taking shots at my man because that's my dude right there. But but I see where you're at. So – But that's my answer. I do trust him.
1: Yeah, Grim, believe it or not, man, I know that, you know, I'm on the the car, you know, the car apologist list, the Kardashians, whatever you want to, I'm on that list or whatever. But believe it or not, I'm not. not.
0: No, you're not. A lot of
1: people people do think that, and that's fine. I mean, I don't care. But but, that ain't it, man. This dude is about as real as they're going to get
0: when it comes to Raider Heart, baby. So don't you dare put him on a, a list of Kardashians that don't see you know, what's going on. You can't, you know, can't see the forest through the trees type thing. That's not who this guy is, man. He he breaks it down with analytics and actual real deal facts, man. And Carr is on some stuff this year that we just haven't seen from him, even in the last four or five years. So don't act like he had nowhere to stand on. I got to back my boy up on that one a little bit. I love the question. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not a fair weather Carr fan either.
1: I appreciate it, Raspi, But here's the thing, Grim. I don't care. I mean, you guys can label me a Kardashian, a a Carstan. I forget all the the different labels because I'm secure. I'm secure in in my in my my car identity. I, I know exactly what I believe, and I'm believe it or not, I'm not opposed to the Raiders moving on at this point. Even I have seen the writing on the wall. That look. Yes, I did want to see what it would look like with with uh, Devontae Adams, Waller, and Renfro. Look, we didn't get that, right? We didn't get to see we all that so I'm ready. We all did and and yes, I am ready to move on and and to answer your question, Grim. What exactly what I mean, what track record are we looking at to say that that we would be like, so this is something I've seen other people say too. It's one of the reasons why I, I chose this question. I just kind of like the way he he uh, framed it a little bit more entertaining wise, but this is a sentiment that I've seen a couple of different questions asking around about the same thing. And I've seen just comments on Raider Twitter that weren't even directed at, our, at us at all saying the same thing. And what I'll say is, what are, what, what are we going off of to be worried about McDaniels not being able to, able to develop a quarterback? I mean, how many young quarterbacks have they been developing and failing with? He, he mentioned Mac Jones, who was pretty decent as a rookie under McDaniels and has regressed under Matt Patricia without him now that we have McDaniels with the Raiders you know so obviously he did something to prop up Mac Jones for the year that he had him there and what other young quarterbacks have they developed he had Brady for the longest time and and what are we going to go back to Tim Tebow or something like that where he didn't even coach Tim Tebow for his the entire tenure there and I'm not sure look Bill Walsh wouldn't have been able to polish Tim Tebow and make him into a, a capable passer so we really don't have a track record there. And I hear the same thing Raspy talked about for years has been said about the Raiders. This is one thing I never did say in defense of Derek Carr that, well, look at all the quarterbacks that we, you know, since Gannon. So, you know, the Raiders, we haven't drafted, we've, we've drafted one quarterback in the first round in the last over 20 years. And it was, yeah, it was Jamarcus Russell. So because one quarterback doesn't turn out, you just never do it again. You never go that, you never try to develop a quarterback again. So I just don't see the 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 fear factor there with worrying about that, either with the Raiders standpoint or McDaniels in and Lombardi, there's just not enough track record to to be worried about that. So yeah, I, I I trust Josh McDaniels and his staff, Lombardi and whoever else he would have involved in developing a quarterback. I trust them as much as anybody else that you know, doesn't have a an ironclad track record one way or the other, and we, and like Raspy said, he's going to be here. And the the smart, prudent move, if there's a quarter a difference-making quarterback on the board when you're on the clock and and you have some questions at that position with a you know quarterback, let's just be real, is on the wrong side of thirty. It's not the worst thing. It's not the dumbest thing in the world to try to improve at the most important position, not just in football, but of all in all of sports. So, Graham, I, I think that, yeah, the silver and black hat crew, we do trust Josh McDaniels. To, we trust him enough to at least give him the opportunity without, you know, bringing in a bunch of preconceived notions like some of you guys are. I think that's a little weird, to be honest. So,
0: I think you make a really good point. And I think maybe they, some of these guys are, like, maybe hanging on to the fact that, like, well, John Gruden, you know, he was a quarterback guru. John Gruden wanted to take Johnny Manziel over literally – everybody. So let's not get it twisted, man. If we'd have had John Gruden a couple of years sooner, he would have taken Johnny Manziel. And you think he did that in Cleveland, put him in Oakland and watch that train wreck. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not have preconceived notions over things that haven't even happened here outside of Jamarcus Russell, who we all watched the year before to dominate and take them to, you know, the sugar bowl or whatever the hell it was. And then the following year come into camp about
1: 40 pounds too heavy. So. Sipping, sip syrup and all that, you know, and the thing yeah. about it too, raspy is, so okay, so Cleveland do you consider Cleveland Farrell a bust like the rest of all of us do? I'm pretty sure you do. I, yeah,
0: absolutely. What a way. I just did, I don't even consider him a bust because I don't think he should have ever been there. I think it was just a waste of a pick. And I don't think that that's that sucks that it has to be he has to be labeled a bust. Dude, you had literally ninety percent of the NFL that had him in like maybe the top thirty. And you drafted him fourth overall. So that's not even a bust. That's that's a failed pick on our behalf. Okay. Still a pick. Yes, I mean, yeah, you call a bust. Okay. Because the position-wise, okay. yes.
1: Okay. So does that mean we should never draft an edge rusher again? Will Allen, if the Raiders are there, we shouldn't draft Will Allen because we've tried to develop defensive ends, and they were bust. Right? Jihad Ward, that's another. I see your
0: point. I see your point. Absolutely. You're not wrong. Jihad Ward over Derrick Henry. Hell never-
1: Defensive oh, line. again. We drafted P.J. Hall in the second round. He didn't turn out. So all you guys that want Jalen Carter from the from the Bulldogs, the interior rusher, nope. We tried that. Didn't work. That's the logic, right? You drafted. We drafted a defensive. We drafted several defensive linemen through the years that didn't turn out. We drafted Gary Ann Conley in the first round. So should we should never do that. We should never go corner again in the first round. We should never go tackle again because Leatherwood didn't work out. See how that works? Yep doesn't really add up so it
0: doesn't and you're right
1: yeah so grim i love the snarkiness believe it or not man keep us keep sending us questions keep uh keep listening keep with us here we almost went with a a question from you earlier this year so you you have some good stuff so make sure to keep submitting and there's a good chance that we'll, we'll we'll turn back to you uh down the road Maybe draft time, we'll we'll turn back, you know, if the Raiders are looking at quarterback, who knows? I like Uh, it. Thanks, Graham. Definitely. uh, Keeping it moving, though, Raid Reaper, also from Twitter, says in what reads like a Southern accent maybe, but y'all called the weak interior pass rush back in camp. Why don't this team give a damn about the defensive tackle position?
0: We sure seemed to last year. Gus did. I don't know why the team doesn't. I don't know why that's not uh, an emphasis from, you know, the top down. I mean, I guess, I mean, you could say, you know, the hiring of Patrick Graham kind of shut that down. So, I don't know. I don't know, Reaper. I really don't know because that was something that was one of our main concerns, man, was I would rather have a defensive line that, stopped the run on the way to smashing the quarterbacks head in. But, you know, that's just us. We can't make these decisions for them. You know, we can only try to voice our opinion and tell them what we think that we need, man. And, I mean, it's it's not a coincidence that you see these defenses that can feast, and not only just in the regular season, but, like, when it really counts. I mean, look at guys like, you know, Chris Jones and KC, obviously Aaron Donald, you know what I mean? There's all these teams that have these big studs, you know, interior-wise, and they're getting things done, man. I mean, you got to have a guy that can – these these guys are – these quarterbacks are too elusive. And if they can just worry about stepping up past the bookends and then just kind of shucking and jiving around the pocket as these big fat uglies can't get to them and they're getting stood up by their old linemen well, then they, they can kind of create their – their own way of you of doing things so you have to have that pressure internally man and when we had it we were playing a lot better defense man and we were getting to the quarterback at a way better rate so I don't know Reaper. I don't know I, I don't have an answer I don't know why they don't put more emphasis on that because we sure as hell do
1: Yeah, Reaper, you know, this is, obviously, this is one of these questions that we can't give you a true answer unless we were actually in the meetings, in the rooms, part of the Raiders scouting department or something, or had a direct line to to somebody like that. You know, maybe, you know, we're working on getting some more connections. Maybe in the future, we will have some more direct lines into the organization in that way. But I'll just give you my best the way Raspi did. You know, you're right. First off, Raider Reaper you're obviously a long time listener, you know, you, you've been, cause we did talk about this back in, in training camp and even before. So uh, props to you for being a long time listener there, or at least a, you've been with us for at least a few months. But what I'll say is maybe this goes back to, you know, Grim's question is, you know, instead of maybe, maybe Grim was asking the wrong thing. Maybe just saying, Do we trust McDaniel's or basically the Raiders to develop a young quarterback? Do we do we trust the Raiders to develop a young defensive tackle? Because let's just go through it. You know, PJ Hall is gone, like I like I mentioned, but we've had defensive tackles. We we talked about the ones. Raspie just talked about the ones that Bradley brought in last year. They made a huge impact. Our pass rush was that was the best team pass rush we've had in years with the Raiders. We decided not to retain any of those guys. And then going back, we've had guys. We had Danico Autry. For some reason, Danico Autry did not blossom with us. We had Shelby, Shelby Harris. Right, exactly, exactly where I was going. He did not reach his ceiling, his true potential under us. And what's so bad about it, Raspi, is that it wasn't like these guys left the Raiders and then floundered for, you know, stopped, you know, had two or three teams in between where they still really weren't finding it. And then finally, you know, three or four years later, they land with the team and it just clicks. The, the next teams, the very next teams where these guys went to, uh, it was the Broncos, I believe, with Harris. Instant yep. impact guy. And then Danico Autry, I believe he – didn't he originally go to – I know he's with the, the he tight – the Colts. Colts. And he was been good ever since, right? Yep. Maybe that's the question. Maybe the Raiders just don't know what they're doing with defense because we either overlook the position and, and don't invest at all and get burned with the lowest sack numbers in the league or we actually get the guys. Mario Edwards Jr. is still in the league too, by the way. He, I know he wasn't a pure tackle, but he played tackle end We would Sometimes we do, like Reggie McKenzie did get the guys and we still can't develop them.
0: There are guys like back, like Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy played like six, eight years after he left us. You know what I mean? That's just like one random name that just came to mind as I'm thinking about this. Like, It's either we're not putting enough emphasis on it or when we do, you know, or when it's time to actually pay these men, we're just okay with letting them walk. (laughs) Quentin Jefferson in Fineline last year, we're doing a hell of a job. Solomon Thomas came in and did a hell of a job. I mean, what are we talking about, man? If we got even a shred of that type of pass rush this year, we'd be in a hell of a lot better shape, I'm telling you, man.
1: We had Maurice Hurst with all of his talent as an interior rusher. And the only reason why he dropped, because people said, well, he was in the fourth or fifth round or whatever, that's only because of that heart condition. Heart issue, yeah. Down a first-round talent, and he would have hands down been a first-round pick if it wasn't for that and not that he's gone elsewhere and blown it up, but I just feel like if you can't develop a kid with that those that skill set and those intangibles at that position, doesn't mean that you never try it again. That, that definitely, if there's a guy there that you think has Pro Bowl potential, you certainly take him if it makes sense. But I'm I don't all
0: about high ceiling guys, and that's what I think Art's alluding to right now, man. You draft high ceiling guys, dude. At this point in the in the league in general man there are athletes on every single level man there are some that can ascend there are some that cannot but your best bet is to take the highest ceiling guy you can and take shots on those guys because if you don't then you miss out and you end up with you know middle of the road guys that you're just kind of bumbling around with so you got to take chances man don't be afraid to take chances.
1: I totally agree, man. I mean, the, the draft is a crapshoot. Everybody, even the most experienced NFL GMs say it. So my thing is, if, if the draft is a crapshoot either way, if no matter who you pick, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be a lock. He is not a lock. So if you're gambling on every pick anyway, why not gamble that when you draft, like Raspi says, if you, if you prioritize guys with the lower ceiling, then if the crapshoot – if the dice is, you know, roll in your favor, then you get a guy who's a a middling starter. If you roll the dice on a guy with Warren Sapp's talent or something like that, but maybe needs polish or something else is, you know, needs developing or off the field, something. Then if they turn out, you have a pro bowler. To me, there's a, if you're gambling either way, I'd rather gamble on the highest possible return if, because busts are going to happen either way. So if, 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 you know, if only a certain amount of your picks are going to turn out, let me have where when my picks turn out, we have freaks, pro bowlers, you know, all pro potential, whatever it is. So,
0: you know, I agree Ra- man. Reaper, love, love the question, man. And you're not wrong. I mean, we got to put a little more emphasis on on guys that can just – and there's guys out there that can do both, man that can stop the run on the way to the quarterback. So those are the guys that you have to – you have to seek out in the draft, man. So.
1: Yeah, and and, and, uh, Reaper, if the – if the Raiders don't go quarterback here, which I think that they will and they probably should if the right prospect is still there depending on where they are. If they don't, then Jalen Carter, you know, is one of the top name, non-quarterback names on my list. So that could be – Will Allen's right there for me too. Right, so there's there's defensive options. We'll see what happens. But like Although you I...
0: said, just because you've had failure in the past doesn't mean you shy away from this, man. So it goes back to Grimm's question. It's like, don't let the fact that you you know, maybe missed. There's plenty of teams that have missed, but they keep shooting, man. The The one shot you're going to miss the most is the one you don't take. So you can't score if you don't shoot, man. You gotta take chances. There's aim, really aim high when you do.
1: There's really no, there's no alternative for the Raiders right now. Our backs are against the wall. The talent is isn't there, and the talent that is there is over thirty for the most part. So, right, they have to move on. They have to make some smart decisions in the draft. I think we all can agree. Car fans, haters, defense, whatever. We can all agree that the main reason why the Raiders are at this point, at this position position that they are, is poor drafting for 20 years. So we can all agree on that. And that's just a fact. Captain Jack. Captain Jack from Twitter has a pretty interesting question, I think, Raspy, and he wants to know, do you two think Carr's breakdown was a performance for the media? I'm assuming the – the emotional press conference is what he's referring to here. Do you two think Carr's breakdown was a performance for the media? Why not save those emotions for the guys in the locker room? Raspy? what do you think?
0: Well, Captain Jack, I think he probably had something similar for the guys in the locker room. I don't think he held back completely. And, and I agree with Hart in this. When I'm, like, super hard on him, I agree with Art on this. I feel like he thought things were going to be great this year. He thought with Devontae and all the other weapons that things were going to ascend. I think and – and I think he put everything he had into it. But I think ultimately it just boils down to him just – I'm sorry, man. He's just not – he's not good enough. He's not the guy who's going to take you over the top and, and win you a Super Bowl you know, and and drag any phase of a team, you know, to the Super Bowl. So I'm sure there was probably some things he said in the locker room where he was very emotional and upset. I can almost guarantee it. So I don't think there was anything lost in the way he put it out there. But like I said on last week's show, I think it was kind of a – Not to say he's acting, but just a last-ditch effort to really show and to tell Nation that, man, I have done everything I could do. And I don't doubt that he has tried to do everything he could do. He's not that guy. Man, we've watched this league. I've watched this league for 30-plus years. There's a lot of guys that want to win every week. Doesn't mean they're going to. Doesn't mean they're that guy. There are a handful of guys that come across, you know, in this league, every so-and-so often that are just next level. He's not wonderful. He's a good quarterback. He's a serviceable quarterback. He's a decent quarterback. Will Carr ever win a Super Bowl? No. I'm sorry. Right now, you could put Carr on, I mean, the, the best defense in the league, and I don't even care who that is. I still don't think unless he's on the Ravens defense back when Dilfer was at the helm, does he win a Super Bowl ever? I really don't. It would have to be like the Steel Curtain or you know the Ravens led by Ray Lewis back in the day where they let Trent Dilfer go like eight games in the season without scoring the offensive touchdown you know, or throwing an offensive touchdown. I just you know, it ain't his fault, man. He's doing the best he can. I get that. He's just not it. And after nine years, you got to move on. So I bet you there was a lot of emotion and a lot of tears in that locker room. And he probably said his piece, and he probably gave him way more than he gave you know, the presser. So Captain, I think I don't think there was any – I don't think he gave it to the press and didn't give it to the team. I think he probably gave it to the team even more so. But I don't know, man. Talking to the press is one thing. Talking to a team that may not believe that you're the guy, that's another – it's tough to say, man. But I do think he probably let it all out in the locker room too.
1: Yeah, Captain Jack. It's you know the number one. We don't know what was said in the locker room at all, and whether he did or didn't. And as far as it being performative, I don't know that it was what I what I personally think it, what it was. And I said this at the time, and my thoughts haven't changed. I think that that was low key, Derek Carr. I think that this that that game was the first time that it really, the thought really entered his mind. Okay, it's it's ending. This is the beginning of the end. The season is, is over, and the these guys. It's going to be different. I, I'm more than. I think this that was the first time that he thought to himself. He didn't say this, but I think that this was the first time that he thought to himself. There's a more than the the chances of him being elsewhere are greater than the odds of him returning. And continuing being the Raiders quarterback beyond this year. I think that that's what he believes. I think that's what most people believe. He's not a stupid guy. I think he realizes, like everybody else, that loss was pretty, that he's never, it's never been this realistic before that he wasn't going to continue being the Raiders quarterback. I think that there were some low key goodbyes in there. I think there's some disappointment, some realization in there where it started to become very real to Derek Carr. He doesn't necessarily know what he's gonna be doing this time next year. And I think that that's something that hasn't entered his mind probably since he was a kid. I mean, high school, college, he always had a projection and I'm sure that he has a, a, some projections as to where he's gonna be religiously, maybe you know, start his own congregation or something like that. But as far as football, the thing that he does for a living, the thing that he you know grew up as a childhood dream, I think this is the first time that he looks at it and he's not sure where, or even if, He's going to be playing football this time of the season, so a lot of emotion in with that, Captain Jack, to be sure.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I said it last week. I think that was like a, a realization that the the time and the silver and black may be limited. And I know, man, this kid's a California kid. You know, he grew up rooting for these guys, so that's that's got to be heavy. I'm sure it sucks. But I guess what I draw back on and lean back on for him, man, is that he's going to be fine. So I'm not going to sit here and get too worried about or wrapped up in it, man. We we root for teams to win. We root for our team to be relevant and to be consistent. And uh, he's going to be good. His kids are going to be good. Their kids are going to be good. And their kids are going to be good. So he's created generational wealth for himself and his family. More power to him. But uh ultimately, man, when it comes down to wins and losses in this league, bro. I think he's realizing that like, you know, like Hart said, is the days are probably numbered and things are gonna be different this go around. So we'll see. But uh but love the love the question, Captain. You're getting getting all emotional here, man. It's it's tough, man, because There was that one point in this guy's career, man, I was calling him Derek Christ. Yeah. uh, Man, how things have changed.
1: They really have, uh, Captain Jack. They really have. And, you know, and I get that with Carr being emotional, some things aren't about money. It's all relative. You know, it's like it's one thing to say that you're going to have the money, but it's also going to be that his childhood dream is maybe no longer – he may retire, guys. I I don't know. He's the type. He said that in the past that he would rather retire. There's also rumors that he may have told some people that matter within the organization that he may be willing to waive that no trade deal, that no trade clause that he has at the end of the season the trade deadline this year's passed, but at the end of the season to go to maybe open up the possibility to go to a select few teams. We'll see. I don't think retirement pulling an Andrew Luck is is off the table either, but That'll all play out in time, Captain Jack. We'll all see exactly how things shake out, but we appreciate the question. And Raspi, do you have time for one bonus question?
0: Man, I love the bonus questions. Let's do it, homie.
1: Let's let's roll with it. And the bonus question comes from Jason Newton from Facebook. Jason wants to know, is it just me or is it the one saying we don't succeed because of all the turnover? I guess he's talking about Carr, too, all the, the coaches now are the same ones who want to fire Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, etc., cetera, just half a year in.
0: Well, Jason Newton, man, a man of my oak right there, brother. I agree. This is the same kind of thing, man. So many of these, these car hangar oners Kardashians, whatever you want to call them, say, oh, well, we can't keep doing this too, man. We just keep changing you know, coaching, we keep changing this. Dude, we have finally had an our owner relinquish some responsibility and let a GM who has had some success, maybe not at that exact level, but, you know, at the executive level, let's let these guys try to do something, man. Let's see what more than just a year will bring. It, it's crazy to me how they're like, oh, well, we can't, we can't let coaches go really. But let's just, so let's just blow up this whole thing from the top down, from Mark down. I, I don't, I don't get where that comes from. We have had so much losing in this franchise in the last twenty years you have got to allow these guys a chance to implement their system and to actually put the product that they want on the field. They went all in, they tried with Carr. I think they're realizing right now that, hey, everything we did, it's not working. I also think that they have the ability to change that and to move on next year and to be able to try to build in the future, you know, foreseeable future and to move forward. But if you cut these guys and send them all packing, after one year, you're never going to know. And this is the kind of stuff that Al did. He would never let a coach instill his system and set up the way he wanted to do things. It takes more than a year, man. You know, Belichick didn't get a chance in Cleveland. They let him roll. Robert Kraft gave him time to do what he plan to do so you I'm not comparing McDaniels to Belichick I'm not I'm just saying like that's the difference is that he hadn't had the time so give him some time man even if it is okay end of next season we're talking this same nonsense okay I'm willing to whatever you guys want to do nation But at this point, man, you got to let this guy run a little bit and give them an opportunity to kind of instill what they want to bring to this organization because let's be honest, man, you can't fix in one year what's been broken for 20-plus.
1: You really can't. And, you know, this is exactly right, too, by the way. Raider Nation, we need to get our story straight here because it is – It's the exact same guy. I bet I could even go on Raider Twitter and start pulling receipts if I really wanted to. The same exact guys that that talk about the only the main reason why Carr hasn't developed into what he hit a ceiling or whatever, been what he could have been, is because of the changes in all the coaches, all the coordinators, and of course the defense. Well, guess what? The defense was trending in the right direction last year under Bradley. We're 32nd in DFOA defensive DVOA this year we were 17th a year ago for all those people that wanted the average defense we had it and we let it go so do you guys realize that we've had three different coaches basically within almost basically the last cal- calendar year John Gruden Rich Bisaccia, Josh McDaniels you guys want to add a fourth name to that you got to give him a second year with this regime we're not even going to let him go we're not even going to let these guys spend a, a, a first round pick before we're ready to ship him out of here and we all praised all these these moves that these guys made yep. We all we praised these moves in the offseason including Chandler Jones
0: and you know and we did too we're not we're not we're not exempt from that
1: no i we're did not t-
0: exempt from that but we also want to see what this team can do with a first round pick especially at this point, if it's going to be this, then we might have a possibility of being, like, the top five or seven, if not the top three. You better damn sure give these guys an opportunity to to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Now, they go draft a defensive tackle when we're third overall. Oh, boy. I'll be calling for heads, but I don't see that.
1: Yeah, I – I don't necessarily see that either. But, yeah, I mean, the other part of this too, Raspy, is, okay, so you fire McDaniels and Ziegler right now. You just wipe them off the books right now. You let Rob Ryan or whoever whoever the hell you want coach the rest of the season. What top flight coaches do you think you're going to be able to lure out to, to Vegas? Oh, yeah, let's go to the place where they've had – I'll be the fourth coach in the last couple of years. And the other guys that were there before me didn't even get an opportunity to choose their quarterback or spend a pick in the first two rounds, and they still didn't even last a year. Who's going to – you guys are – I've seen some of you guys talking about Sean Payton. Sean
0: Payton? Sean Payton
1: wouldn't freaking dare do that. No
0: way. With that track record, that heart just spilled out, I was thinking the same thing. People thinking Sean Payton's going to want to come here
1: for what? I've seen. Sorry,
0: sorry to cut you off. I, I apologize, but we hit at the same time right there.
1: I've seen them say that about Sean Payton that they're me floating. Give me a break, guys! Not just even Sean Payton. I've seen some other people say a name that we've said in the past. Go out and offer everything for Lincoln Riley. Uh, you know, Lincoln Riley is not going to leave his mansion in, in L.A. and all the the private of- jet private jet and all the other stuff to come to vegas and be the fourth coach in the last year and a half no it's just not going to happen and then there's the financial part what kind of top flight coach do you think do you think that mark davis is going to have the money to go get another elite coach while they're paying josh mcdaniels and while he's still playing paying off the gruden contract
0: no way he's running pocketbooks not quite as thick as it once was man
1: and it never really wants once well, – he never was a Robert Kraft like we said the other day. He was never yeah. a Robert but I mean, Kraft. you know, he had a
0: padded pocket, man, but you're paying guys to not even be here. Right. So you want to pay some more guys to not even be here? Right. That's really going to help you out financially. That's going to allow you to lure somebody else in. That's significant. I mean, come on, man. What are we talking
1: about? And the Gruden contract wasn't exactly cheap, guys. We know what that was. So yeah. I don't know. Buyout it was, but it was probably still very significant. Yeah, and we got we
0: got kind of lucky on that because of his contract, you know, his conduct detrimental to the team. I mean, even with that, we're still having to pay out the wazoo. So not we, but Marcus, and and that affects your ability to bring in somebody, you know, of, you know that brass you're not gonna do that just leave it alone i trusted ziegler i i dude i'm not bailing on this guy in eight months what are we talking about again things aren't going the way we're that we wanted but it's not like we're getting blown out by two tutties a game dude we're on the wrong end of some stuff but there's things that are like that can be fixed with of multitude of players and I get it it might take six eight ten players but you'd be surprised what you can do in a matter of one year to the next but if you don't give these guys the opportunity to even try then like you said what's going to bring another coach in here to say oh well they've had four coaches in two years and why would I want to go there again to try to resurrect this yeah, McDaniels it, and Ziegler are here. They're bought in. Give them a chance to try to draft once with a legitimate draft.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing too is that Ziegler, if you, you couldn't fire McDaniels without firing Ziegler, too. That could his friend and B, that's going above his the GM is supposed to hire and fire coaches. So if you're yep. going above them, you're you're sort of stripping them anyway. So they would have to fire both. And I think that's what the question was. But then you're also having to pay Ziegler's contract as well. And you'd have to GM in there and pay as well. Even if you just elevated Champ Kelly, you'd have to bump up a salary.
0: Yep. So,
1: yeah, it, it's
0: I'm tired of throwing money around. And I know it's not even my money, but it's like the more money you throw around for lack of production and to bail on it, man, is the less money you're going to have to try to get things to come to fruition. So, and don't stop the bleeding somewhere.
1: And don't fall for the sunken cost fallacy either, guys, just because, you know, it, look at look at Elon Musk with Twitter and you know that that's not, you know, that that's not valid either. So we just have to stay the course here. And I get that, you know, we just have to stay the course and see where this goes. And we don't want to...
0: For another year, you know what I mean? At least give us another calendar year with these guys to see what they can do. If these guys go draft a young stud quarterback and can snag a few you know, a free agent or two in the draft well, dude, this this whole thing could be turned around in a matter of a year or two. You gotta give him an opportunity, man. I know exactly. that's like high ceiling stuff, but it's 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 not unprecedented, you know?
1: With these prospects coming out of the next yeah. two years, that's We're- that's not unrealistic.
0: There's a lot there, man. So at least, like you said, man, give these guys an opportunity to try to go and draft you. You handcuffed them in the 2022 draft because of everything you gave up. So right. you're, not, you're not crippled by that this year. Let these guys go and make some freaking moves.
1: I agree. I agree with that 100%. Jason, I appreciate that question. Um, hope that that answered it. Guys, Great questions. Captain Jack, Raider Reaper, Grim Wilkins. Great stuff this week, guys. Keep the questions coming. We're going to run it again next week. So, you know, every week in in Raiderland is like seven years, like dog years or something. So there's probably plenty (laughs) of material for new questions by next week. That's rough. Um, Hell, just the game alone, depending on what happens, probably sparks some good questions. But, guys, keep it coming. Raspi, do you have any, any last words before we we'll let him go here?
0: No, again, man, that's rough and no pun intended. <laughs> let's just, let's keep moving, man. I mean, this is where we are right now. I know these pregame shows are not the sexiest thing in the world. There's probably, a, you know, a lot of people that are not wanting to hear that or wanting to hear some of this build up to it. But this is what it is, man. This is the build up we're dealing with. With moving forward with coaches and, you know, all these questions you guys have, we appreciate the hell out of it, man. I love these questions. They keep me on my toes every single week. Grim, Reaper, Jack, Jason, all you guys. Thank you guys so much, man. Love this segment. Love that you guys love this segment because it's like one of the my favorite things to do because it keeps me on my toes. So, appreciate each and every one of you guys, man. Keep throwing those at us. We'll keep trying to get better and better, man. In the meantime, and uh, enjoy the next few days, man. We'll see what happens with these donkeys, man. Y'all be good. Peace.
1: Yeah, guys, keep it right here with us. Look for the Raiders Broncos, Raiders Donkeys, as we like to say, the preview show. That'll be dropping on Friday, and... uh Enjoy the game, guys. Enjoy the game. I know that we're not where we want to be, but we also know how fast these these damn regular seasons pass by. And once we hit March and April, we'll be dying for Raider football, and it just will seem like it's going to be forever before it comes back around. So soak it up, guys. Soak it up. And for us car fans, we really need to soak it up because the countdown may very well be on. There's nothing guaranteed with this guy beyond this season. So enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy your your friends, family, however you get down. Relax, whatever. Enjoy the game. Looking forward to mingling with some of you guys online on Raider Twitter during and after the game. That's always fun. And then keep it right here with us as we, uh, you know, drop our our post-game show. We'll review all the the events of the game and and cover all that for you, as we always do. So for my co-host, Mr. Raspy Raider... This is your host, as always, Raider Hart, leaving you for now, but looking forward to the future, guys, and the way that the Raiders can can turn the corner and uh and head into that future. It's really just one way and one way only. You gotta just win, baby.